amen, just a scripture. In fact, I got quite a few scriptures. I might get to them. I may not. Amen. By the way, thanks for praying for me. Went through the procedure a little more lengthy than we thought. Uh, I stayed in there five or six hours on the table. Four, supposed to have been three or four hours. And uh, it took me a few days to get over. I just figured it out myself. Kind of dumb. I'm kind of a slow learner. But I think the anesthesia they kept giving me, which was, I'm really happy they did give that to me uh, to go through that. Uh, but I was dizzy for two, three days afterward. I could, you know, kind of staggering like an old guy. And so I don't want to do that, okay? So, but I am better thanks to your prayers and your support. And uh, hallelujah. They, they, they couldn't get through one of the arteries uh, that's like totally blocked, but they did get through one that was 99% blocked. And we did show the, the, the pictures of it, they, and so I have it on my phone. You can see the, you can see it before and after. You can see the blood flowing, so it's really cool. So thank you. Thank God. Amen. Thank the good doctors. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm here today. So I'll, 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 try, to, I'll try to preach a little bit to us. Hosea, the little, little minor book of Hosea, uh, the 10th chapter and verse number 12. And again, thanks for everything. Thanks for showing up. Amen. Just wonderful, wonderful presence of the Lord here among us. Somebody's prayed. Somebody's been believing God for a, a move of his spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, I, that's how I see it. I, that, there's, a, there's a reason. You just don't gather a bunch of people together and have a spirit like this. It just doesn't, this doesn't happen. Uh, but when people pray and ask God, amen, for his anointing and his blessing, that, that's when it does. He answers our prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is, I've heard this message preached, qualify this a little bit, build a platform here, and people just get skinned alive with this kind of message. That's, that's not my intentions here uh, to do that. I just feel like there's a way to do this to kind of give us a little push and a little challenge and a, a little scriptural boost as to us pretty much getting us to do a little bit more. My flesh doesn't want to do more. Uh, the, the older I get, the lazier I get. You know, somebody said, boy, that, you know, Brother Libby asked me after my open heart surgery, are you exercising like you should? I said, no. He said, well, why not? And I said, because the recliner feels so good. <laughs> That's the only excuse I have. I just don't want to get up. I don't want to walk. You know, I don't want, who wants to exercise? Who wants to suffer? <laughs> That's just, I'm being honest, but I, I, I promise you, I'm doing some exercise, I'm doing some walking. But, but my point is, we don't want to do more. We find our comfort zone. We find our spot. This is where this, what we call easy believism, I think it's false doctrine, okay? I won't be ugly about it, I've just got to preach the truth to us, help us a little bit. We get a hold of it, you get it, and you do whatever you want with it, all right? I'm just a mailman. So let's don't, let's don't shoot the messenger, all right, right off, okay? Right. Amen. But there's, there, there's more that we can do and more that we should do. And we need to stop overlooking scriptures like I'm about to read. Hosea 10 and 12, sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Now there's a sowing and a reaping to do. So, and we do have something to do with it, folks. It may be a work. I don't know. Somebody's took that works message so far that you can't even get out of bed because it might be a work. You know? But, but, but you know, the Bible tells us that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. We preach it all the time in our Bible studies. You know what grace got Noah? 
It got him a job. That's what it got him. Grace is still the same, even though we're in the grace dispensation. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. And here, this is, it gets tough on us sometimes. Amen. Break up your fallow ground. I was raised in farm country. My grandfather, both of them were farmers, all right? And so I had a, when we, you know, in high school and junior high, we had, we had, our jobs were not at Walmart. There was no Walmarts around, okay? You couldn't go to work at a golf course, you know, you, nothing like that. Country, farm, you hauled hay, you picked cotton or hoed cotton, pulled corn. It was farm work. So I know about harvest. I know about planting a little bit here. So he says, break up your fallow ground. Amen. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Hallelujah. You remember now, this is Old Testament, but the Old Testament is our schoolmaster. Jesus did not come to do away or to destroy the law, okay? He come to fulfill it. Let's, let's get in here with Jesus and let's, let's, let's get where he's at and let's try to fulfill some of these things that these anointed men of God wrote as they were moved upon by the Holy Ghost. That's what the scripture says. So it's very, very relevant to us today to understand what this guy is saying. I'm going to read it again. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Hallelujah. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he, listen, let's don't quit. Let's don't seek, no, no. Let's seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Hallelujah. Praise God. My goodness, I could just go on right there and just forget my notes. Hallelujah. I want to seek him till something happens. I want to hang in till we get a breakthrough. Hallelujah. I want this community to know that there is a Jesus name, one God, apostolic church, amen, that believes in miracles and believes in the power of the Holy Ghost to bless and to heal and to do. I want, I want somebody, they out there somewhere, amen. Now, let me give you one scripture, amen, before we're seated. Amen, James 4 and 6, amen, just so you kind of get an idea and get your bearings on this, I'm going to let you... Be seated here a moment, amen. James 4 and 6, watch this. Here's, here's another one. This is New Testament, all right? But he giveth grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud. You imagine that? God is resisting our pride in us. Hallelujah. But here's what he does. But he gives grace unto the humble. You know, in our country, I love this country. Don't get me wrong. There's people who hate the flag now, and it's an offense. You know, it's, I think it's ridiculous. Don't go down that road, folks. This is so ridiculous. A pair of shoes can have a flag on it to defend some people. I, I'm, I'm not going there, all right? I'm proud of this country. But, but, but I, 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 I love this country, but I can say a couple of things. Hopefully, it's, it's constructive criticism. Not to split us up and tear us down. That's not what it's for, all right? Amen. But we've talked about being proud of this country. You know, that's what's going to get us in trouble, right? I know we need enough pride to get out of the bed and brush our teeth, take a bath, you know, put on good clothes. No, no sense in being slouchy. We have no excuse for that. But, but, but I'm talking about just pride, pride. We didn't get here by being proud. Some people claim it is. No, it's the grace and the mercy of God. And so this is what God is saying. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Nobody's saying, oh, just humble yourself. No, no. They're saying step on everybody you can to get where you think you need to be. That's the message. Hallelujah. But God says, 
He gives grace to the humble, not the proud. He resists the proud. Amen. Put your Bibles down. Let's clap our hands. Let's love God one more time. God, you're welcome in here. You're welcome in here. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you again. Guest, so happy to have you here. Amen. Make yourself at home. Hope you come back. Hope you don't think we're too crazy, too wild. Amen. But I'm like Paul. I am a fool for Christ's sake. <laughs> Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. I, I, I'm not what I need to be, but I'm better than what I used to be. Hallelujah. I am making some progress with God's help here. Hallelujah. Amen. Talking about levels of spirituality. Amen. Levels of the supernatural. Levels of prayer. Depth. Maybe we could say depth of prayer and worship and praise. Hallelujah. Just touch on that just a little bit. May not get very far today. I don't know. I don't plan on a long, it could be, but I don't plan on holding you a long time. I think you're going to get the thought and get the message. And so where we won't just sit and think, oh, I got that. You know, I've taken care of that along. Listen, salvation, amen, doesn't happen in the blink of an eye. Hallelujah. Amen. You can get connected up with God, all right? You, you, you know, we've made salvation in Christianity, we've made it an event. Oh, I got saved back in, you know, 1950 or whatever it was, you know. I got saved, but, you know, let me tell you, there's a lot of places you can get lost at, during that time from there to, to now. But we, we got that taken care of, you know. Listen, this is a journey. It's an ongoing. It's a put one foot ahead of the other. It's get up in the morning and face the new day. Hallelujah. And like somebody said, Pastor, I believe, was talking about it earlier. Every day, you got to thank God. you got to do that over again tomorrow. Every day, you have to do this. You can, you can act like a Christian. You can just put on your Christian uniform and come to the house of God and put your painted-on smile on if you want. We can all do that, and, and I'm sure to a degree we all do that. Or you can get it down in your gut. You can get it down in your innermost being. Amen. And guess what? It's going to surface. Amen. Sooner than later. Hallelujah. Folks around you are going to know that you're a Christian without you telling them that you're a Christian. Amen. By what you do, it speaks much louder than what you talk about. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's levels. If you don't believe there's levels, why did, you know, in the book of Acts, the Bible said in one place they prayed until the place was shaken. Now think about it a moment. You can pray. It's prayer. I'm not, I'm not knocking prayer. That's okay, it's prayer. Or you can pray until the place is shaken. I, I just kind of feel like he put that word in there because there is a difference in praying and then praying until something breaks loose. Amen. You can have a worship service in a jailhouse if you want to. I've been in jail. I've preached to, you know, a lot of places. I've you know, not actually in jail myself, but I've, I've been there and did, did preaching services, all right? You can have a service there. You can sing the songs, get tears. You know, things happen. People say, oh, you know, that's nice. Preach a little bit. Paul and Silas was in the jail, actually worse than that. He was in the dungeon. And they prayed until God sent an earthquake. Now, there's got to be a little different, amen, in just having a service and talking about Jesus a little bit. Amen. And making him continue to keep him quite a distance from us 
or you can worship and praise and pray him right in the room where you are, even if it's a jail cell, amen. And God, here's what God did. God sent angels down, got a hold of each corner of that jail and began to shake that thing until the doors came open and the shackles fell off. There's a difference, folks. Hallelujah. It's an appetite, okay? Some people just like don't have an appetite. Some people don't have a thirst. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Listen, we've got a little in our, you know, in our container. No, no, no. Fill us up, God. Fill us up so much, amen, that there's not enough room in there for anything else. That's the key right there, folks. You, ever, you got this bothering you? Hey, you know, you got Little League baseball. Hey, football season just started, and hey, and, the, and, and, and they're doing pretty good, the Ravens are, and, you know, I'm happy that they're doing that. It would be so easy to get so carried away with that. And like I always say, they ain't been sending us no checks. I'm for them. <laughs> but I'm not going to take a time out of what we're doing for the glory of God and the kingdom of God. I'm not going to miss my prayer time Amen. My visitation time, I'm a minister. I'm not going to do that to watch a game even. If it's convenient, I'll catch a little of it here and there. Amen. I'm just like the rest, okay? Amen. I'm not preaching against that either. But anything that's going to take up your time. By the way, if you got kids, you got kids, I'm not against them playing Little League ball. I'm not against that. But if they're missing the house of God, hey, listen, we're getting ready to build a place for our kids and our youth right over there, all right? and you be the boss. You don't let them decide whether they go to school or not. Why? Because they need an education. They need to know some things before they hit this world. Well, let me tell you something. There's a devil. Amen. The Bible said he's the God of this world. He's running the show. That's why it's such a mess in our world that we live in right now. Amen. So you don't need to let them lay up on Sunday morning. Amen. Put them in whatever kind of room we got in here. Our Sunday school department, amen, they're like geniuses in there. I mean, I don't know how they do it. They have no facilities to work with, amen, to work in, but they do it anyway. And I'm telling you, amen, our granddaughter is learning some stuff in Sunday school. Her mom and dad asked her, what did you learn in Sunday school? She's going to be so far ahead of kids that's playing Little League and whatever else they play, soccer, that is no, listen, can I just bishop for a little while? That is no excuse, Mom. That is no excuse, Dad. Be the head of the house. No, you're not. You're going to the house of God. You'll be like the guy said he had a drug problem when he was a kid. His mom and dad drug him to church on Sunday morning, drug him back out back when we had Sunday night service, and drug him back out to church on Wednesday night. Had a drug problem. Hallelujah. Some of you need to give your kids a drug problem. <laughs> Why? Because you the mama and you the daddy. And you're going to be held accountable for just letting them go out and just go in the world because that's what the rest of the world does. That's not what we do. Amen. We're in God's kingdom. He's number one in our lives. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about sowing to yourselves in righteousness, breaking up your fallow ground. Fallow by definition, fallow is just simply unbroken, unplowed, unplanted land. Now, in the Old Testament, they had to land, let the land rest on the Sabbath year. And it would go there for a period of time, and they wouldn't plant it, let the ground rest. Amen. But then they would, that land, if it laid there a while, it would get packed and hard, 
seed, if you had seed and put on it, it wouldn't grow because it's like a piece of concrete. It's like that floor right there. So they said, break up the fallow. That's what our hearts are. Amen. And the seed is the good word of the Lord that falls. Listen, listen, if we're hard-hearted, amen, if the ground has not been broken up, then the seeds can come right in just like it's coming right now, amen, week after week, and it won't produce, it won't grow, it won't produce a harvest. You'll only grow tares and weed. Weeds will grow in somehow or other. They'll come up. But something that's beneficial will not grow on unbroken soil. Neither will the Spirit of the Lord, amen, do anything with a heart, amen, that's hard, amen, and packed. Hallelujah. Amen. Humility and obedience always leads us to God. They open doors for God's grace to be extended to us. He already said that he, you know, he, you know this, he, he, he rejects the proud, okay? He's not for that. Amen. He resists it. Amen. But he gives grace to the humble. That's not a popular message now. Just go humble, you know. That's what you do when the police stops you. Just be humble. Because <laughs> they like God. They think they are anyway. That's what you do before the judge. That's what you say, your honor. <laughs> Don't go fight with the judge. Don't go fight with the police. Don't do that. Get you a good lawyer if you're going to do that, all right? Amen. It's just good common sense. Hallelujah. True repentance is the ultimate act of humility. I wonder how, how long has it been since you just got on your face before the Lord? Oh, God, like Paul, oh, wretched man that I am. No, no, we want to talk about how good we are and how, how, how long we fasted and how much we prayed. I'm on our street right now, all right? We're not going to stay on there too long. But, but, but my whole point is, hey, man, there's something else we can do. We get to this certain plane or this, there's a wall there. We can get through that with God's help. We just be obedient, humble ourselves. None of us are orchestrating this. We just kind of, God lets us in on this thing and we try to be led of his spirit and try to help you and bless you, okay? I didn't create this. You know, we just, we just pray like the rest of you. Oh, God, we need your anointing on our services on Sunday. We'll have people there that are really broken and they need something. They need help. They're struggling. And so that's the reason for the anointing. That's the reason that we don't just want to go through another service. You don't need another sermon. You can get that on the radio or the TV. Better sermons than this. We, we, we need something that, that can reach out and we can get a hold of it. It can get a hold of us and change our lives for the better. Amen. amen. And put us on the right road that eventually, amen, we're going to hear him say, well done. That's what this is about. I didn't do this, all right? I just happen to be blessed enough to be here, amen, with you in this place. I'm interested in one thing, amen, the people of God receiving everything that is available from God. We just pass up something. You know, last week we talked about worship, and I never, I've never done this before. Uh, you know, most things I've preached or read and learned about, uh, but I've never done this before. We pick and choose, even Pentecostals. He's in Jesus' name, folks, Brother Jerry. Amen. We pick and choose. We don't think we do, but when just the scripture we used a while ago, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We can just get here. We're lucky. Thanksgiving? We had a horrible week. You know, we were like the devil, the lady testified, used to have testimony services all the time. We kind of quit because they get out of hand sometimes. Some people don't, they testify and they don't want to quit. They're like a long-winded preacher. Hallelujah. Amen. But one lady said, the devil's been after me all day long, praise his holy name. 
Hallelujah. No, don't be praising him. She didn't mean that, but that's how it kind of sounded. Seriously, we had one woman, one woman prayed one time prayer, during prayer request. You know, that'd take a long time too, take prayer request. Almost as long as y'all's Bible study prayer, Sister Melissa. I mean, just everybody got everybody got it. It goes go on and on. I, I, I'm a bishop, but I just go in there. Now, I'm not trying to change it either. Amen. It goes on and on. Amen. Everybody's got an uncle, a cousin, somebody. That's good though. Amen. We go a little fast here. We just put your hand up, God knows, and we pray. All right. But one woman prayed. She was watching, watching something on TV years ago. Nobody hardly had TVs then. But she didn't quite get it. Folks, y'all pray. Y'all pray. That poor family was in that cabin. Amen. The Indians was around them, circling around them, shooting arrows in there. Just pray. If we, God don't intervene, they're not going to make it. You know, so, okay. Let's pray for that, too. Okay. It was a, it was a movie. Okay. A TV program. Hallelujah. Listen, y'all, I could go on and on. I'm not going to do it. Amen. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to do that, but, but I could, okay? It, it, we just lose the service here. Hallelujah. <laughs> but, but all this starts with this making progress, this, this, this groundbreaking. This, all, of, all of this starts with humble repentance. What does that mean? That means a willingness to surrender our will. Amen. To give up our plans and dreams and follow Jesus. That's what his disciples did. They were mending their nets. They, people talked like they were lowly. Listen, they had a big business the way I can look at it, Peter and John. They made money. They were businessmen, all right? And they did physical work, all right? But when they saw Jesus, they left their nets and followed him. Nothing was more important than Jesus. That's the one they had prayed for. The prophets had prophesied about it. They left their tax tables. And they followed Jesus. Why, why, should, why should we expect any less from a Christian? I mean, we just get a little of Jesus and you don't even make any difference. Nobody even knows it unless you tell them. This shouldn't be. This is not biblical. This is not scriptural. And so, so much so, that's so ingrained in our, you know, in our culture that you talk about religion, they took care of that. That's been, oh, they don't have to do that. You can't be any more than saved. Well, I'm not being the judge. I'm not their judge. But my, my curiosity, I'm wondering if they were even saved to begin with. Are, are we allowed to ask that or think that question? Well, it's not illegal to think yet, is it? I don't think it is. You can still think. That's what I think. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And, and, and we have to let some old things go and allow all things to become new. Amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ will bring a defining moment to your life. We should expect that. But I've known people that accepted the Lord or come to God ever how they claim to do it. I don't find any scripture for that, but that is popular. Amen. Accept the Lord as your personal Savior. Nobody could tell it. Nobody knew it. Nothing changed with them. Amen. Amen. This is why it's so important that we not water it down. Now, again, I'm not trying to be forceful. I'm not trying to be ugly. I can't have a bad spirit with you. That's against God, and so I'm not going to do that, all right? And neither am I going to judge you, but I am going to preach some word to you and let you just, just you know, do whatever you can do and want to do with that, all right? Hallelujah. It's intended to bring conviction to our soul. And some people look at that word like, you know, they, convict, they always confuse conviction with condemnation. I didn't say condemnation. There is, therefore, no condemnation, all right? to those who are in Christ Jesus. But I said, it is intended, the word of the Lord coming forth, or whether it comes forth from here, whether you read it in the word of the Lord, it is intended to bring convictions to our soul. That's the only way we're going to change, all right? 
I mean, it's supposed to make us uncomfortable. Oh, we're just going to just smile all the way through here. Let me ask you something. Do you think Paul and Silas were smiling in that dungeon? I don't think so. Why? Because they were on a different level. Do you think Daniel was smiling when they threw him in that lion's den? I don't think so. Time was serious. There you're against, no, I'm not against smiling. In fact, I preach you need to do it, all right? But there are, there's a deeper level than just smiling and being friendly. They smile at you at Walmart, and they welcome you there. In fact, when I retire, maybe I'll get a job there, you know. Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm, I probably won't, but <laughs> just a thought. <laughs> I like friendly, and everybody like, and you can build a congregation. You can build that on being nice. It helps. It always helps. And I'm not saying be ugly, but there is a realm and a level, amen, a depth in God, amen, that you go past that smile. It's not smiling time. Amen. Somebody's about to be lost. Somebody's about to be dropped into the pit. Amen. And so we have, to, we have to get in here and get a hold of the horns of the altar is what they used to say and just stay here amen, and pray for the salvation of that individual. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Let me, let me. Speaking of that, speaking of that, Pastor, I, I told my wife this morning, our girls, and it's no secret, and I, I, we, love our, we love our girls, amen. But I told my wife, I said, I, I've been talking to God in a different way about them. Oh, God, you know, we've known of times where people get to praying, amen. Maybe an individual, just one individual get to praying about a person. And that person has no intentions of doing right, amen. It's like Brother David, amen. He told his wife, I'll never step foot in that church. You ought to hurt him. Not only did we baptize him in Jesus' name, amen, but he wanted to testify, and I handed him the mic. And wow, what he did say about what he felt, amen, what a witness to the kingdom and the glory of the Lord, and he gave glory to God. Amen. We've known of individuals over the years, Brother Green, they had no intentions of coming to church, doing right, bowing their knee to God. They were all right like they were. And all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, Amen. Something got a hold of them. Why? Because somebody was praying. In this prayer meeting, I pray for every one of you when we meet here on Thursday night. Some of y'all missing that. You need, to, you need to don't let your flesh tell you what to do. Amen. And make your way down here. Amen. Find your place here on Thursday night with the lights down low. Amen. And talk to the good Lord. Listen, don't tell me you don't have something to pray about. Don't tell me that everything's perfect in your life. Your job's not perfect. Your family's not perfect. Your finances could use some help. Amen. And you've got neighbors just like all the rest of us that need God. That's why we have prayer on Thursday night. Some of y'all don't come. It's all right. That's between you and God. But I'm just telling you what I feel like God's telling me to tell you. Somewhere or other, Saturday night, the worst time ever on me. I, that's just one of those times we're kind of getting ready in our, in, in our attentions towards Sunday. And we're like, well, there's going to be people. I don't want to be at church. But, but Brother Thompson and Brother Jerry Klein, they said, we just feel led of the Lord to have a Saturday night prayer. Listen, that's the, that's the devil's time on Saturday night. And, and, and kind of, it was just like, I just, my relax, I'm just going to take my wife out to dinner somewhere or just lay around. But it's the worst thing. It's called a sacrifice. So I start making adjustments. 
I was so worn out yesterday. I know y'all were tired. Amen. Doing work and cleaning out the tower, getting ready to tear that tower down. Amen. When the construction starts, cleaning the tower. Well, I wasn't doing physical work, but I just had this procedure, and so I'm weak as I can be. I was wore out. I did not want to get up, but it was 5.30, and prayer, Brother Young, starts at 6 o'clock. Bless y'all for being here. Tremendous help in that prayer. And I just made my way very slowly over here, and I think I sat down right there somewhere, and I just was glad that I came. But it wasn't for me, but it did help me. Hallelujah. It was for somebody else. Hallelujah. My fallow ground needed to be plowed and broken up. Why? Where the word of the Lord, the seed, the good seed of God could fall on good ground. It might produce something, and it will produce something. Hallelujah. And so, hallelujah. Amen. So we're not going to water it down, all right? Just preach it to you, try to be the, be the best. But, 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 but conviction's supposed to be there. Discomfort's supposed to happen. We're not supposed to come in. Oh, you know, I have one woman told me one time, because she's not around, I never could get through to her. Never she said, Pat, she'd tell me. She said, Pastor, I feel worse when I leave your church than I did when I got there. <laughs> Hallelujah. But she wouldn't come very often. She needed a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Horrible. Anything I preach, you know, everything's supposed to be up and up. Everything's supposed to be encouraged. Listen, listen, Jesus didn't do it. You remember he got onto those folks that was there for the fishes and the loaves? Thousands of crowds, multitudes of people. And he just turned on them one day. He said, if you're going to be my disciple, you have to, you have to take up your cross. You have to die. Take up your cross every day and follow me. Not only Sunday Christian, but Monday Christian, Tuesday Christian, Wednesday, right on through. All right, It sure does help to get out of here on Wednesday night. Y'all, it helps. Hallelujah. Kind of helped me be a, more of a Wednesday Christian. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know what the Bible said they did? They turned and went away. They left him. Big church split. He made them uncomfortable. He convicted them. And not only did he do that, he turned right around and his disciples right there, and he gave them an eye. He said, you want to go too? Go ahead. Free country, free world. You know, I love Peter's answer. This is where we have to put ourselves. You know, if we have options, we're going to take them one of them once in a while. Oh, well, we give ourselves loopholes. But here's what Peter, he revealed something about what he said. His answer was, Lord, where would we go? Where would we go? Hallelujah. I'm stuck here. <laughs> oh, I'd be like, I'm like, I'm kind of like David that morning. He walked out, amen, out of the palace and he's walking out. No telling what was on his, no telling what kind of burdens he had on him. And he, and he made the statement, amen. Brother Basemore, he made the statement. He said, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I'd fly away from this place and be at rest. That's not a one of us sometimes in the situation we're in that just wish somehow that we had some kind of wings and we could just fly somewhere else. I'm in the middle of this. Amen. I want to get away from here. Amen. Because the truth, but the truth is I don't have wings. I can't leave. I'm just going to fight this battle right here. Amen. Till this is all over and God's going to be with me and get me through this. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so in the middle of our conviction, and in the middle of our being uncomfortable, we have to be able to see the need to change some things in our life. 
We have to see that. Or we go, oh, I'm good, everything's fine, everything, you know. Listen, God's not pleased with America's lifestyle. Just spread it out a little bit. Let me, let me tell us what's happening in our generation. Amen. The, the re-imaging of God. I, I never would even use that for years, for years and years until a few years back. Uh, somebody preached it. Uh, Mark Morgan, I think, used that word, re-imaging of God. Amen. In other words, in other words, redefining God. We just think we're God's what we do. We just change anything we want. All right? Redefining him. Anytime we image God as something that he is not, you know what that is? That's called idolatry. All right? We create our own God. That's what we just did. It may not be a golden image. It may not be a stone or marble. Image, but we created, and that's how we see God. It's not biblical, it's not scriptural, but we create God into somebody that we like and we want, okay? Acts 17, chapter 17, verse 29 and 30. And I'm going to try to get through this, all right, not hold you a long time. Y'all might go to sleep or something on me, okay? All right? Amen. Acts 17, watch this, 29, beginning at verse 29. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone or graven by art of man's device. Verse 30, and the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Listen, when preachers change the gospel so it will not convict, that is, my friend, re-imaging God. We're not allowed to do that, all right? Amen. Y'all know that I believe that we ought to be nice and friendly. Amen. But, but, but again, we've got to go to another level from that. Amen. I, I, I like to see you smile. I want to see you smile. Hallelujah. Amen. There, there is a, you know, there is a, um, well, we've got to be real about this. Amen. And I, I need help. I need help with these things. Amen. The turn the other cheek thing. I mean, that's not my nature. All right? It's just not. All right? But that's what God said to do. If, you're, if somebody smites you and slaps you on this side, turn the other cheek. What, what I'm trying to get across is to us is we are we're two-mile people. That's what God called us to do. The law said go one mile, right? And Jesus said, let me tell you, well, you think the law is tough? Here, let me help you here. No, take that, take that burden two miles. That's to get the soldiers and the people on through the land on that king's highway, amen, that Roman road. Amen. You, I, I'm telling you, amen. But, but, but he's called us to be two-mile people, but we're living in a one-mile world. All right, just do all you, it's all you do, you just accept Christ, you just believe on the Lord that he died and rose again, and, and so that'd be like me believing I got a Cadillac sitting in my garage, I'm like a brand new one over there. I promise you when I get over there, it won't be there, okay? That's exactly what that's like, hallelujah, amen. But, but, but it will take all the humility that we can muster to get through this. And I tell this story all the time. I apologize if y'all heard it so much. There was a woman in this church. She had a situation, and she asked my advice. And my advice was, well, you need to pray, all right? Her reply was, I have you, and this is how she said, I have you know I do pray. I, see, people out that are not where they need to be with God almost always don't get it. I wasn't saying that she didn't pray. I never said that, all right? I need to pray a little more. That, that's I'm talking about the the different level that we needed, the depth that we need to get in. All right, I, that, that's how she said it. I mean, if I had a thin skin, she'd have hurt my feelings. I'm trying to help her. 
I have you know I do pray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Immediately I knew she needed to pray. <laughs> I could, that confirmed exactly what I was saying. Everything that I, all, all I needed right there with, I was right. But if I find a person who says, I, I, Pastor, Bishop, I'm not there. I, it's just, I just have a ways to go. I'm struggling with this. There, there's a little bell that goes off. Amen. And the voice of the Lord begins to read. They're on the right road. They are doing better than they think. At least they were, they were confessing. At least they, they weren't so proud that they, like, they were super spiritual. And don't, I dare you look at me and feel like I'm not serving God and living for God. Amen. So, so that, that's kind of how this thing works. We need to pray. Why? Because there's another level. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, but, but like I said, people who are not right with God, not where they need to be, they almost always don't get it. They get offended by something. They misunderstand it. Hallelujah. We all could pray more. Praise God. But when a person thinks they pray enough, that means they don't. And when one feels that they have a ways to go and ought to be praying more, they're on the right road. They're on the right track. Hallelujah. Listen, our folks, listen, our world needs to be turned upside down with the powerful word of God. That's what's going to do it. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we will shout. Breaking up our fallow ground is the best place to start. What, how do you do that? I need more. I'm just going to stay here. Hallelujah. You know what? I know we get pretty loud sometimes. We ought to get louder. We ought to be the best shouters. We ought to be the best dancers. He did say praise him in the dance, didn't he? Hallelujah. did say shout with the voice of triumph. Amen, our voices. Amen. Sometimes we come and beg God. L listen, here's what, Brother Jerry, I'm going to be praying. I'm going to just speak it out right now. Listen, we need prayer leaders. Listen, if you come and sit and pray, that's okay. That's how you pray. And you, maybe it's just fine. But everybody doesn't need to come and just sit and pray. I'm sitting more because I, it, 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 my legs hurt. <laughs> and I can't get on my knees too good because I can't hardly get back up. I hate to confess that, but it's just trying to make my point here. Amen. We need some folks that will get up and lead. How do you do that? Oh, God. Amen. I'm hungry for you. I'm thirsting after you as the heart pants after the water. And you know what? We need to pray out loud. This world does not know how to pray. Leaders, y'all listen to me. We got them all over this place right here. Amen. As the heart pants after the water brook, so pants my soul after thee, oh, God. I'm, I want you, God. I want, I want a deeper walk with you. I want a better relationship with you. Amen. There's ways to do this. Somebody, amen. We need to pray a while, repent a while, amen, get all all that cleared up, worship a while, amen, and we need leaders to help us do that. Before church, you know what I feel like will happen? Amen, sometimes it's just going to take, y'all just take it away from us. I'm walking over here because these young people, their legs don't hurt. <laughs> Not like mine does. I remember when I was a kid, I told my dad, I said, my back's hurting, and I was about this tall, and he said, boy, your back's too, too little to hurt. <laughs> We just kept on with whatever we was doing, just working in the field. You're big enough to hurt, boy. Well, that's how they treated us. Hallelujah. Amen. But these youth, amen, you can do it. You can lead this church. There's leaders all over here. Amen. It's never going to be a right time. 
It's always going to be cloudy days, bad things, bad So You just have to pray through all of that in spite of all of that. Amen. What am I? I'm a leader. I've got to preach anyway. I've got to shout anyway. We're going to sing those songs and lead people, amen, who's fought the devil. They're bound up by the enemy all week long, and they finally get in the house of God. They need somebody to lead them, somebody to tell them it's going to be all right. Get your hand in God's nail-scarred hand. He's going to lead us through that. He promised us deliverance and victory. That's what a breakthrough looks like. That's what breaking up the fallow ground will get us. We, can, we got a choice. We can complain or we can just take it to God and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got to get in the ground, the seed. The Middle East is in turmoil. Amen. Serious scandals plaguing our leadership in this country. Amen. Right here. We need a revival in our country. That's, that's the thing we need. We can... We, we, you know, we can politic and talk politics and get mad about it and upset about it, and we can get our man in office. Let me tell you something. That ain't going to change much because our power is not coming, amen, from some political office, not coming from the White House, amen. Some of the things they, they do and I like, some things I don't like, amen. We're not in charge of them. We're in charge of us, though, and God's in charge of them. We need a revival. Y'all need to hear me. Amen. Amen. You know what Ezekiel said in, in chapter 22 and 30? He said, so I sought for a man among them who would make up the hedge and stand in the gap be before me on behalf of the land. And this was, Israel was backsliding. That's how they did it, okay? And they would, they would go into bondage, and God was trying to rescue them. But he said, I sought for a man. He said, uh, uh, he said that I should not destroy it. In other words, judgment is coming. That's a harvest. That's how it works, okay? But he said, I didn't, I didn't find anybody. I found none. God is still searching, amen. He's still in search for men and women who will shout this glorious truth from the rooftops, not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. Talk about re-imaging, amen. There's no hell, and just, just get down to the nitty-gritty, and then I'm going to just get through this, all right? There's no hell anymore. That's some re-imaging right there. Homosexuality is good. It's a good thing, all right? Amen. You know, just whatever you choose to believe is okay. You know, people say that. Oh, that's good. they could be a they could be a Mormon, they could be a Jehovah's Witness, they could be a atheist, they could uh, you know be a Buddhist. And and here's what some people's answer is to me: Oh, that's good. I'd rather just not say anything. To us, that's not good, because here's what people don't like: Here, it, it, us, we we hate this. This is the way to do it, and there's no other way to do that. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I'm the, I'm the way. It's the only way you're going to get in. That's the truth. Anyone tries to enter in any other way, he's the same as a thief and a robber. Listen, the last time I checked, hell has not been taken out of the Bible. Amen. Homosexuality, according to the Bible, is an abomination to God. When I look at the word abomination... It just may be me, but it seemed like that's a step past sin. That's a step further than sin. In other words, God didn't just say it's a sin. He said it is a, an abomination to God. The only door to heaven is Jesus. We got that. Amen. No other way, folks. If, you, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. I'm going to keep preaching that. Philip, you ask me about seeing the Father. <laughs> Have I been so long time you don't know me? When you see me, you see the Father. I'm just going to keep preaching that, folks. Hallelujah. I, I'm just not going to give in to a Godhead that has three heads. 
co-equal, co-existent, co all the powers, the same, all the whole deal. You know, that's not, not none of that scriptural. Hallelujah. Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Who, who do people say that I am? Here's their answer. This one is kind of like today. Amen. Who do they, what do they say about me? And Peter said, some say thou art the Christ, the Son of the, no, no, some say you're Apollos. Some say that you're, you're, uh, you know, one of the prophets, you know. But then he got down and he said, who do you, see, he gets personal with it. I know what the world's preaching to you. No, but what do you think about it? Amen. And Peter immediately said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, the, the flesh of the, the Spirit of God. Amen. That's omnipresent. You're the, you're the image of the invisible God. Amen. Amen. And Jesus looked at Peter and he said, Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Amen. Listen, the key is a spiritual revelation from God. How do you get that? Amen. You get that, amen, by breaking up the fallow ground. If not, you're just going to fall right into that current with the rest of religious society, and then everything is okay, and everybody's saved. You don't go to a funeral nowadays. You don't go, and I'm not going to do that, okay, but just in my inner person, I go to a funeral. Nobody is lost anymore. It don't matter who they are. They could never darken the doors of a church, never been baptized for sure, amen, and just everything, they all, all go to heaven. It's not biblical, folks. The Bible says there's a, there's a broad road. Y'all st still with me? Amen. I'm talking about breaking up the fallow ground here. Amen. There's a narrow way. He said, few there be that go their own. That's old-time preaching, folks. Amen. But the broad way, that's where most everybody goes. To destruction. Amen. Now, that's Bible. I'm not going to stay on that. I don't want you to have a bad day and leave like that woman said. I always make her feel bad. I don't want that, all right? Hallelujah. Amen. There are three dimensions of revelation needed here. Number one, what someone tells you about God. Some say John the Baptist and some say Elijah, whatever. Number two, personal re revelation of who Jesus really is and who do you say that I am. That's number two. But number three, a personal revelation of who we are. I know Jesus' name, people that know the messages, the scriptures of one God up and down, and they could just preach everybody in hell about it, all right, and judge everybody in the world, and they have it right, but they don't know who we are. Hallelujah. Amen. We are the children of the King. Hallelujah. We've been washed in his blood, baptized in his name, lifted out of the muck and the mire of sin. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going I'm to begin to close. If our musicians would come up. Amen. Listen, we, my whole point in this is this, we need to go a little deeper. We need to pursue some things. Don't ever be satisfied. Amen. With, with what you've got. Ezekiel 22 and 6. And again, this is the schoolmaster talking to us again. Amen. 22 and 6. And this is during the time that Israel and Judah were backsliding and, and away from God. Amen. Ezekiel 22, 26, her priests, that's us, folks. In fact, that's all of us. You're called priests and kings, all right, if you got the Holy Ghost. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. It's all the same. Neither have they shown difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths, and I am profaned among them, even God himself said he was profane. 
Remember, he gives grace to the humble. Are we willing to make an investment? Hallelujah. Jose was saying in our text, do yourself a favor and sow to yourselves in righteousness. The, the root word for righteousness is right. <laughs> do things right. Do things proper. Amen. According to the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. See the contrast here? Let me show you the contrast here. Psalms 34 and 16. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. You don't want God against you. Amen. To cut the remembrance of them from the earth. They will be no more. Verse 17. The righteous cry. Here's the, here's the difference. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their trouble. Oh, listen. I don't even have to think very long. Amen to decide what I want to do about that. Listen, and I'm not preaching that we're all perfect. The word perfect in the Bible usually is a word that's interchangeable with mature. I would rather, that would probably have been a better word. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to smooth everything out for us and try to take away from what the scripture is saying. But we hear the word perfect and we know if we're smart and we're open about it that none of us are perfect. That keeps bringing us to the church. That keeps bringing us to the altar. That brings us to our knees. We lift our voices and say, God, I need help. Woe is me in your presence. That's what that does. Hallelujah. We do have a ways to go here. But let's not just say, oh, nobody's perfect and just do whatever we want. We have standards in this church. You know why? Because God has standards. God does things right. Talked about it the other night. We have ambassadors from our country to other countries. We wouldn't hire a man to go with flip-flops and a cut-off shorts and a muscle shirt. Oh, he got a beater shirt on. That's cool. No. He, he's not. Our, our ambassador that goes is going to be dressed properly. He's going to speak right. Hallelujah. Classy person. Man or woman. Whatever. They're going to be dressed to the T. And if we come to the house of God, I know churches do this. I say this every once in a while. I know what they're trying to make people. I don't understand it. If all you got is flip-flops, you come on. Hallelujah. You just got a beater shirt, just wear it out. It's okay. But if you've got better, put it on. Amen. God said that's who we are. We are ambassadors for Christ. Let me just ask you this. I don't know. This is not in my notes, but let me ask you this. What would you do if I wore a beater shirt to preach? Oh, I, it's probably no big deal now. You probably pick up TV programs. They sit on a stool now. They don't walk. And I feel like sitting on a stool. If I had one, I'd sit on it today you gotta be cool and that what it looks like the churches y'all listen as long as I'm around Sister Melissa with the pastor they're pretty much doing all this but here's one thing I'm gonna be against when we start remodeling inside this building we ain't gonna make it look like a nightclub <laughs> is that alright I have some older voices with me I've been to some that's what they're trying to do listen I, I didn't stay long when I was younger, I did go into some nightclubs. It was dark, ceilings were black, walls were black, all the lights were, you know, they used to call them psychedelic lights. You'd start feeling all kind of weird ways because all the lights were blinking on you. Hey, hey, listen, we ain't doing that. <laughs> I may die before we get to that place, brother. I think y'all do whatever y'all want, but right now, this is going to look like a church. Hallelujah. We're going to glorify God. Magnify him, lift him up. Let's all stand.
Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, my whole message, I probably messed it up good, but my whole message is simply this. Don't you be satisfied. If you've got kids that don't come, get them in the church. Now, my kids are grown. You raise them up, you teach them the best you can, they can go there. That's okay, all right? They can do that. They can, but as long as, and they can tell you this, he can tell you this. He was under my roof. He went to church. He was underage. All right? Went to church. Because he was my responsibility. Do not let this world or anybody else or anything else keep you from bringing your kids to the house of the Lord. It's not safe out there. They're being indoctrinated out there. They need to let the Sunday school teach them. They need to hear folks pray. They need to not be shocked when somebody shouts and screams and talks in tongues under the influence of the Spirit. Y'all got that message by now. I've brought it up probably three times. Hallelujah. Get in God's house. This is it, folks. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's the point. That fallow ground of the heart must be prepared for the seed of God word of the Lord. Broken is the word. Amen. Amen. Isaiah 66 and 2 and I'm trying to close. I think that's the last scripture I got. He says for my hands made all things thus all these things came into being. You see all of this? God, that's evidence. Amen. Declares the Lord. All of that declares there's a God. But to this man will I look even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. How many times have you seen people tremble under the Lord? Not too often. Just a thought. My dad was witnessing to a guy one time and he kind of had him in a corner with the word of the Lord. One of those easy believism kind of preachers. Or, I don't know if he's a preacher, but the person. And he comes back to my dad. You know, the, the enemy knows scriptures too. And the guy said, Bible says let every man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. My dad looked at him, he's kind of quick on his feet like that. He said, yeah, I don't know what he said, but he said, I don't see you fearing or trembling either one. You're just arguing against God. <laughs> that trembling and fear, that's there for a purpose. Oh, God. Oh, I got to have you, God. I got to have you. I got to have you. I need more of you, Lord. You've been so good to me put up with me, you've tolerated me, you've forgiven me over and over and over again that's just how I'm a mess up, like Paul woe is me in his presence hallelujah, oh wretched man that I, that, that's what we're talking about that will put us through a, a, a whole new door, into a new level of God hallelujah. Some, God's too distant to some of us bring him a little closer Oh, anybody feel like just bowing a knee now? Or anybody feel like coming to the altar? Amen. We're talking about going to a new level. Hallelujah. We're talking about breaking up the fallow ground. Let's be honest with this. None of us have all we need from God. None of us know as much as we claim we know about God. Hallelujah. God, I just need you, Lord. I need your wisdom. I need your understanding. I need your help, God. Hallelujah. That's it. Invite somebody to come with you. If you're a guest, we invite you to come with us. Maybe not enough room to kneel. Maybe we just stand. Amen. God, let's stop making excuses for ourselves. You know, you know what, you know what happens to me? Let me tell you.
tell you what happens to some of us. Let me help some of us out right here. Probably all the things that we require, our standards, the hair on the women, the dresses, you know, take off the jewelry and all the decoration and all this. You know, you know what I you know what I found? I found that when I make excuses for it, I give all kind of people permission to do the same thing. Listen to me, elders, leaders, elder, our elderly ladies. When we, they don't want to be, they don't want it to be smoothed over. There's people they're hungry for truth, and we smooth it over and water it down. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be the policeman. I'm not come to your house. I'm not going to be checking on you. I'm not going to get on your case. You wear what you want. Come like you are. It don't, don't matter. But we do have standards. But, but it's dangerous for me and you as elders and leaders say, oh, well, you don't really have to worry. You just open the door for them to do what the flesh wants to do. Let's be careful. I'm not trying to be heavy-handed and mean-spirited to anybody, but this is no time to let up. This is no time to soft-pedal this thing. Listen, we need to act right, do right. We need to shout louder. Amen and pray harder and worship better than anybody on the road. Hallelujah. Yes, we need to do this. Yes, we need to do it. Hallelujah. Pray. And it's not and it's not me that affects so much, but it affects somebody else. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Reach over if it's appropriate. Touch somebody. Join hands with somebody. We're going to pray again one for another here. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. That's beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just believe that God's going to get a hold of somebody. Amen. We're going to break up the fallow ground. We're going to be better than what we've ever been before. God's on our side. If he be for us, who can be against us? In the name of Jesus. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, Lord. I welcome your help. In the name of Jesus, your strength. In the name of Jesus.
Amen. Let me give us a little direction on our prayer right now. Amen. Sometimes I think we, with the way we pray, sometimes we make God nervous. Amen. But, but, but the Bible said the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person, a righteous man, avails much. Effectual just means with direction. I just touched on it a little bit while ago when I talked about my kids, my own kids. Amen. Just don't know what to do other than just be nice to them, sweet to them, best we can, draw the line in some areas. Amen. But, but the part, listen, we know God can do anything. We preach about it. You, we pray about it all the time. Nothing impossible with Him. It's just a thought. I believe I'm in the Holy Ghost. and help you right here. God, in the middle of the night, that person that you're praying for, that lost husband. Listen, if you've got a husband that's not lost, don't you just be satisfied. I don't care how good a husband he is. If he don't have the Holy Ghost, he's lost. Get a prayer cloth. Put it under his pillow. If you've got a brother, sister, a child, son, daughter, amen, if they're not saved, listen, there's only one place besides heaven that we're going to go. We gonna go to heaven or we gonna go to hell? I'll be honest with you. I, people don't mention that much anymore. When I prayed through, it wasn't so I could get a nicer car, more money, you know, fame, and no, no, that wasn't what it was about. Now that can come, all right. That's what's preached today, called a prosperity message. I ran to the altar weeping because I didn't want to go to hell. Is that honest enough? They say you go. People going to hell. You know, if you're not born again, Jesus said that Himself. Unless a man's born again of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Cannot. How hard is that to understand? You don't need Greek and Hebrew with that, okay? They're going to be lost, separated from God. But we, we, we're not just stuck here with nothing to do. <laughs> we're not helpless people. Just bring them to the altar. Hallelujah. When you walk up here, you may have already done it, but you just bring those lost folks at least in the spirit in your arms. God, I'm bringing them back to you again. Tomorrow, tomorrow, Lord, I just, I'm going to do it again. I'm not letting them go. Hallelujah. You told me to speak to the mountain. That's what I'm doing. I know it doesn't look promising. It doesn't look like they're ever going to, you know, anything about God. You know, we don't, we're not even going to have a, we can't have a conversation about it anymore. Okay. Oh, but I'm, I'm having one with you, Lord. And you have all power in heaven and in earth. Hallelujah. So I'm going to bring them to you again. I'm going to call their names. I'm, I'm talking about breaking up the phallogram. I'm talking about moving to another level with God. You're not helpless. Amen. You're not a victim. Amen. You can get free. You can get out of this. Hallelujah. God's on your side. Hallelujah. And call their names out do it again amen I heard a story I'm trying to quit it's, I'm trying to help somebody's faith here a little bit somebody think you're a victim you just say here you are no 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 you're not amen out in the midwest country back back during war days world war two you know and then we had I think it was world war two it could have been the could have been the Korean war but it was back maybe you know two or three wars back but there was a, a lady on a farm, just a prayer warrior, just prayed, prayed, prayed. She was known in the, in the community just for a prayer person. Her son went off to war, hadn't heard from him. They did send her a letter or sent somebody out, and he was missing in action. And normally that meant they wouldn't come, wasn't coming back. 
that was just a prelude to the next but she never gave up never gave up stern woman resolute this is the story that I heard just prayed to God took everything to God that's kind of fanatical isn't it people don't do that too much anymore but one day she's all by herself and heard the screen door open and she was so in her doing something she never looked around she said come on in John I, well I knew you was coming that's the kind of prayers that get answered I think we've been in the smiling level we need to get out of the smiling level oh God I'm desperate not for me let me tell you you want to get deep in God start thinking about somebody else that's lost I, I'm the key I got to keep them from being lost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And John came on in just like she prayed. Amen. You get what you ask for. If you're just happy and satisfied like you are, a couple of goosebumps, that's probably what you'll get. But if you get hungry, oh God, renew me in the Lord. God, renew me, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm feeling, I feel his spirit working here right now on us. Let's one more time, let's just thank him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us, God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us, God, to break up this fallow ground. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Blessing your people. Thank you for this anointing. Let's just love him. Let's just love him. Let's just love him. Love you, Jesus. I 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 love you, Jesus.